light of there not being any <laughs> new music out that I've been like ecstatic about this the past few weeks. Um which is surprising. Like we're in like we're in the thick of it at this point. There isn't that much music to cover this week or I haven't I don't know. It's been a combination of me not listening to music but also there not being enough new music that I'm interested in listening to to listen to. And it's like I think like the only thing that I haven't listened to that I've been meaning to is this Dreamville record that came out recently. Like I listened to um the Daniel Caesar project. It was I don't know, nothing memorable off of it, like first listen and I listened to it today. Maybe I'll go back again and listen to maybe I'll listen to the single with Brandy again. Um but besides that, like nothing really like jumped out at me and then I tr- I've tried listening to the Diaspora album by Goldlink at least three times and like two times like I fell asleep. Granted I listened to it like kind of late, like past ten PM late, so maybe that has something to do with it, but like if I can't make it more than halfway through the album, like three times, like Welcome back. Uh this is Songrex for Lauren with your gracious and sweaty host Sierra Tomlinson. I'm currently in the dark, only lit by my laptop screen and a fan on in I don't know the heat of summer. And it's been a minute since I've recorded an episode. Um I mean technically yes, like the last episode that was published was on the twenty third, so that would mean eighteen days, so two weeks, four days without like recording and uploading a podcast. However, there was the holiday, so that was like a week or like the long weekend of the fourth last week. And I did mean to record like that Sunday prior, but like you know how things go. But I also did the bonus episode and then uploaded the new podcast like two days after I uploaded the bonus episode. So I feel like you kind of got like two podcasts in like a short amount of time. Like if I did the bonus episode and then waited a week. So let's see, if I uploaded the bonus episode the 21st, then if I waited a week that would have been the 28th. And then if I uploaded the 28th, between the 28th and now, that would have only been 13 days, so less than 2 weeks. So that's not as bad as 18 days. So I feel like technically I haven't uploaded in less than 2 weeks instead of like almost over 2 weeks, almost 3 weeks. And I'm going, well, now I'm going to put myself in the same position again where I'm going to do a bonus episode. I don't even know if I'm going to call it a bonus episode or just like another episode where I do, where I like make a playlist and like bring you along and 
all that. Because I still haven't finished the summer CD. Like, I kind of want to, like, do it within the next three days. Just, like, bang it out. Like, I think... I don't know. Like, I don't really... Like, there's no way to spend, like, a small amount of time on this. Like, you have to listen to a lot of music, like, repeatedly. So... Like, I need, like, a good, like, two-hour, like, block of time where I can just, like, listen to music and then, like, think about order and all that stuff. And then you also need breathing space to, like, alright, like, is, like, does this actually make sense or have I listened to the songs, like, too many times in a row and now they don't sound like music anymore, you know? Um, but anyway, on the side of scheduling and uploading and semantics... Well, I guess it's not really semantics, but it's just me not on top of things. Um, Fourth of July happened. It was good. A lot of outdoor activities, a lot of time spent outside, which isn't unusual for me on the fourth. Usually I stay in. Usually, like if I'm with family on the fourth, like maybe we'll, I mean when we were younger we did stuff, but like, since, like, middle school, high school, it's been more so, like, we stay in, yeah, we stay in the house, we watch, like, I can watch the fireworks from, like, my bedroom, like, and see, like, throughout, like, the different streets around the cul-de-sac will have fireworks going off so you can see them, um, and, like, yeah, maybe we'll make, like, hot dogs or grill, like, chicken or something, but Nothing too, like, red, white, and blue happening on in this house. Um, our neighbors, well, they moved a few years ago, but they would set off, like, a couple fireworks in the middle of the cul-de-sac when it got, like, a little bit later. And that was always fun. Like, nothing ever really, like, it wasn't, I mean, for me personally, like, I never purchased fireworks before, so I always viewed them as just like this dangerous thing and like you see all those videos online with people getting in accidents or them getting set off in a tree or in a house and it's just like absolutely not just like don't buy them, they're technically illegal but everybody has them on the 4th anyway and <laughs> just keep it moving. But. Yeah, this year was different. I was not with my family. I was upstate. Um, yeah, so we went to a garden, had a picnic during the day, and then went to another park and watched some fireworks there for a little bit until like we got too eaten alive by mosquitoes and then left. And I'm not meant to listen to this album right now, so... Maybe we'll come back to it, like, at the end of the year, or next year, or in three years from now, but, yeah. That's where we're at with music. I do have, um, two songs, and then a little bit of music news. After 4th of July, like, it's summer. Like, it is summer, and, like, still, there have been no clear, like, summer hits released, as far as I can tell. Nothing has really been sticking. Like, Old Town Road has been number one for 14 weeks, which is amazing. And, like, it's gonna break the record soon, and, like, that's so exciting. But I've 
been kind of retreating to like old music and old albums that I'd listen to or not old but like albums that like you forget about and then when you listen to again you realize like how much you love them or stuff that maybe you gave a listen to like once like you gave it the good once over and then like didn't really think about it again because you're like good I listened to it I can move on is predicting song of the summer on like not even the middle of July like jumping the gun but I mean like when else are you gonna do it we're gonna talk about song of the summer in like October like no this doesn't make sense I'm trying to think like what was the summer single last year I feel like last year it was the Drake song in my feelings and then either either the same summer or the summer before that it was Bodak Yellow by Cardi B I don't remember when that came out. I know Cardi's album, like, the full album came out last year, but I feel like Bodak Yellow was, like, a thing, like, way before the album came out, so. At this rate, it's gonna be Old Town Road, just for this- just merely because of the fact that it's been number one, and it will continue to be number one, potentially, throughout the entire summer. Um, the only real thing coming out that I'm aware of is the Taylor Swift album, but that's in August. So, I don't know. Maybe we've just been spoiled, or I've been spoiled the past, like, year or two years of June releases. Like, June used to be, like, the big month for people to drop things. Like, last June, there was so much stuff in music happening, it was, like, impossible to keep up with, like, week to week, let alone every day. I think, like, Drake dropped, Kanye did, like, that whole like, dropping a short album every week thing. Well, not just him, but, like, him and, like, the people on his label would drop, would release, like, each week. They, like, these really, like, short, like, less than ten songs projects. Um, what else? Like, pe- like, last, and then the year before that, I think, like, SZA, Kendrick Lamar released in June. This album that I'm referring to that came out 2016, I believe, and was the last album, or has been, like, the most, or this artist hasn't made music, like, since this album, and and I am anticipating her making music this year, hopefully, probably not. Like, most likely, she's not gonna drop an album this year, like, Homegirl has enough going on and can make money, a lot more money in other areas, and I feel that, like... I'd wait a significant amount of time for her to release new music and would still be prepared, like, the day it dropped to listen. Like, if she decides not to release music for, like, 10, 20 years, I'll be there in 10, 20 years. But, like, would I like her to release music this year? Yes. Would I listen to it? Yes. And those things, like, they're kind of just, like, not in our control as, like, the audience and the listeners. Like, if... An artist doesn't want to make music, like, we can't force them to make music, and I don't want... And I also don't want, like, forced music, either. Like, that's not gonna sound good. It's not gonna come from... Not a genuine place, but... The music produced could be, like, rushed, or just doesn't feel like them, and it's just, like... Becomes an... A th- more so a tool for, like, money and touring and etc. versus, like, actually caring about music and artistry and, uh, we have all of these conversations about, like, the machine and the label and then 
the art. But, like, both kind of have to work together in order for all of this to happen. Because, like, music does cost money to, like, be made and to be produced. And, like, people are hired and musicians and producers. And do you need all of these things? No. But sometimes when you get, like, a certain, like, good group of people in a room, a great song comes out of it, but apparently it costs a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. Not all the time, because, like, the advent of the internet and Pro Tools and Beatmakers and SoundCloud have given people a way to um, streamline the costs and, like, decrease their overhead in terms of how much it costs them to make music and how much they actually profit off of the music that they're making so and also just time like time is also something that's very very valuable in the music industry just time for artist development time to write time to mix and i kind of just want to play the two songs I mean, I feel like the two songs aren't even relevant. Like, they're not that relevant. Like, it's Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Crush Culture by Conan Gray. Okay. Um, Senorita, Shawn Mendes. Let's play it. Okay, Senorita. Um, I mean, not much to say, but, like, I mean, it's sexy. Very sexy. We have Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello um, in a... Oh, this is you. Hold on. Um, what am I saying? Oh yeah, the music video is sexy, the song's sexy, it's fun, it's a little bit, like, let, Latin music flavor in there with the guitar. Um, yeah, like, nothing, I feel like nothing wildly exceptional, but like, would I listen to this song in a Forever 21 in the middle of July? Yes. Um, like, will this probably be in season four of Riverdale? Like, most likely. And, I mean, they're definitely playing up the ship that they are very well known for having. Um, while they deny consistently that they have ever been in a romantic relationship and are just friends. Even in the song it says they're just friends, but, like, I think it was... What was the lyric? It was something along the lines of, you say we're just friends, but friends don't know how each other taste. Something like that. That is... Yeah. Okay. It's definitely saucy. Um, and they have collaborated on songs in the past. Uh, what, was, what was it called? I Know What You Did Last Summer, or What You Did Last Summer. That music video was so corny. I watched that, like, after this music video came out, and I'm like, this seems so weird. Like, they could have filmed this, and then to not even be in the same room and filmed this. Like, the green screen's bad, the rain, it was, like, way too overdramatic, and they were, like, way too young. It was... I don't know. Like, they were trying, and it worked for the time, but looking back on it, like, no. Like, <laughs> how do we have such bad, like, music video quality, like, three years ago? Like, I don't understand. Um... Anyway, uh, yeah, so, again, like, it's just sexy. It's sexy, and it's hot, and it's summer, and it's Latin, and it's all of the things. 
I mean, there's no Spanish in the song, which I'm... I mean, I'm not surprised by. Because Mendez. Is she not Spanish? I don't even know. I guess it doesn't really matter. But... Or not that it doesn't matter, but like... His ethnicity has no influence on how I feel about the song at this point. Or whether or not it has Spanish lyrics. Um, I mean, yeah, that could have been an interesting addition. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's nothing really else to say. It's sexy. And once everybody involved in the, in the song is over 21, like, the sex appeal just goes up tenfold for whatever reason. And it works. So, good on them. And... Hopefully, um, no teens get pregnant to this song. Okay, bye. Okay, slight change of plans. I mentioned that we'd cover two songs. We're actually going to cover three. Um, so we covered one, we're going to cover two more. And I feel like I either meant to put this on the playlist last week, or like whenever I put on... Like the last song we're gonna talk about today, but yeah, it's by the same artist, and yeah, I feel like I was 50 50 on the song at first, but after listening to it a few more times, I've ultimately decided that I like the song and we should talk about it. I mean, there are certain things we're gonna go deep with this one, and then the last one we'll just listen to and watch the music video for, but this one I have a slight bone to pick with it, but ultimately. Ultimately, I like it, so here is Conan Gray, Checkmate. Okay, so that was Checkmate by Conan Gray. And again, I like the song. Uh, it's... I think I've ultimately decided that I liked it because 13-year-old me would have loved this song so much, and it perfectly exemplifies teen angst and first heartbreak in an overdramatic, childish slightly twisted yet painfully honest way at least for someone of his age i believe he's 19 the artist um so that it kind of explains why like it's again like first heartbreak and these feelings of like blaming the other person and like, it's all about them, and there's not a lot of self-reflection in this, so it's clearly, like, a young first love. Um, unless someone, like, really wronged you, then of course, like, you can blame them, but, you know. Oh, he's 20. Okay, so he's 20. Um... But yeah, but again, this is a very, like, first love type of feelings, and the music itself is very, like, kind of punk, pop, punk, more so pop, if anything. But, like, it's not, I would not classify this as edgy, maybe, like, Disney Channel, Demi Lovato level edgy, which is a compliment in my eyes. Um, but where the song, I guess... Where we're going to start really <laughs> nitpicking here as just, well, there are like two main things that I feel like could have been fixed in the song. And it would have not necessarily been perfect, but it would have been better in my 
opinion. Like, I wouldn't have, like, there were a few mu- moments in the song where, I'm, like, I kind of, like, my mind was like, what? Like, and then I, like, took myself out. That kind of took me out of the song while listening to it. So, at least the first few times. Now, listening to it, only, like, one of these things really annoys me, and then, like, we'll get into it. So, the first thing is the repetition of the chorus, or at least, like, the one, obviously, chorus, a chorus will repeat, but the repetition of one particular line in the chorus, like, you may think you're winning, but checkmate, like, the last line is repeated. I found that extremely awkward the first few times I listened to the song. Like, now it's okay, because I'm expecting it, but the first time I figured, like, why repeat it? Just say it once and then keep going. Or, like, take a pause. Like, you don't need to repeat it. And there are some great pauses and breaths throughout the song, so I was surprised that they didn't just do it here for, like, the main section of the song. Um... But they, like, the last verse of the song, or, like, the last time you hear the chorus, like, the last section of the song, essentially, is the last verse slash last chorus, they change the chorus a little bit, and they don't do the repetition, and instead, they say, yeah, you may think you're winning this heartbreak, but you aren't gonna win it, cause checkmate, instead of saying, you may think you're winning, but checkmate. So why couldn't that have been the line in the chorus throughout the whole song and not have it repeat? Or maybe if you really wanted to include the repetition, include it at the end or include it like a few times throughout the song, but not every single time the chorus comes up. I think that would have, I mean, in my personal opinion, like don't repeat it because metaphorically speaking, is this a metaphor? But if, if we're going to look at the verse with the word like if we're gonna look at the line of the song with the word checkmate in it like a checkmate in chess is your winning move your final move and you only say it once I'm pretty sure from as much I mean I don't play chess like I don't know how to play chess but the most I know about chess like you say checkmate and you win the game like the game is over so metaphorically speaking like that line should only be said once in the chorus. Like, obviously the chorus will repeat, so the the line is said multiple times throughout the song, but I feel like for the metaphor to really ring home, like, you say it once, that's, like, your end statement, like, like, I'm done with you, we're over, we're broken up, checkmate. Like, it's, it's solidified, like, period. So, I guess for that reason, I feel like that was my TED talk on why there should only be the line... What is it? The line, you may think you're winning, but checkmate. Should only be said once in the song Checkmate. Um, and my second gripe with the song, very minor, but like, I don't know. It really, it still irks me a little bit every time we get to the bridge, and it's so weird. Like, okay, so here's, here are the first few lyrics to the bridge. And I'ma get you gone. Can't play me like your pawn. Set fire to your lawn. Okay, like all of this is fine so far. Like we are all in agreement that gone rhymes with pawn, which rhymes with lawn. Like everything is fine. And then we get to, so I'll just repeat the last line I just said. So set fire to your lawn, just like you did to my heart. And like the heart in the song is like very extended. It's like uh, like the heart. You, you hear the art 
for a long period of time. And this is where I have the issue. Like, heart and lawn don't rhyme. They don't really rhyme. Like, you have the same, like, ah sound, but for how long heart's extended, it just sounds awkward. Like, you need some sort of balance. Like, if you're gonna do heart, you could do heart and then, like, contrast it with a different sound. Like, you could do, like, heartbeat. And that would frame the rhyme scheme at the end of the bridge, which is... What's, what's the last line of the bridge? Um, the, I don't know what the last line of the bridge is. I'm going to look up what the last line of the bridge is. I really thought I had... typed, or at least copied and pasted, like, the whole bridge into my word document, but... Okay, the last line of the bridge is, you're gonna wish you never harmed me. So, harmed, in the same way heart was extended with the ah sound, you have harmed, and then me, the contrasting E sound, that could have been reflected in heart, like, heart beat. I mean, it's weird, but, like, you don't think about it, just like you did to my heartbeat. Like, you stop my heart from beating, like, something in, something along those lines. Like, I don't think anybody really would have questioned Heartbeat. It's a love song, Heartbeat, Hearts. The heart metaphor has been used time and time again, like, the brain wouldn't have registered something being off with Heartbeat, I feel like. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just a suggestion. Like, he's obviously not going to change the song based on what I'm saying in this podcast, let alone hear this podcast. Most likely. I don't know. Um, so, so there's that part of the bridge. And now, like, another part of the bridge that I was kind of... Yeah, so... So I guess, like, the bridge issue I have with the song is, like, in three parts. This was the first part, the heart rhyme scheme. The second part is... Okay, the next... Here are the next two lines. And... I guess this is the opposite issue, like, whereas heart did not closely rhyme enough with lawn or pawn, here we have two words that are way too similar used to rhyme, and it's like, there's not enough contrast, and it makes it sound like the same words being repeated, even though it's not. Um, So here are the next two lines of the bridge, so it's after Just Like You Did To My Heart, we have, and I'ma wreck your car, and max your credit cards. So car and cards are basically like they're the same they're the same word almost at least in the at least song lyric structure wise like it's it's off like if you're like you can rhyme cat and hat and bat but if you rhyme cat with cats it's kind of it's the same the same word so Yes, like, technically, card and cards are not the same word, but they have the same C-A-R beginning, so that just makes it very awkward, and I feel like you could spend another, like, few minutes, like, thinking up of, thinking up something that you would do to an X, or, like, would, yeah, like, you would do to an X that would work here other than max your credit cards. I feel like I'm a wreck your car is like kind of classic in like love song, breakup song, 
um, vernacular, uh, I feel like vernacular was the wrong word to use there, but, I mean, Jasmine Sullivan, I'm gonna bust the windows out your car, is a perfect example of this, um, like, setting, like, like, wrecking your car, burning down property, etc., is, like, the stereotypical over-the-top response to a breakup or being cheated on type thing, so I feel like in that same vein, you could do something like, I don't know, like, what do you do when you break up with someone? You you unfollow them on social media? I think that's, I guess that's more modern. Um, like, you don't answer them when they call you. Um, but, like, you avoid seeing them in public. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, there's something there. Like, maybe, like, I'm... Like, we'll block your, you block their number, you block their calls, you don't answer their phone calls. Um, yeah, so, okay, and I'm gonna wreck your car, and I'm gonna wreck your car, and block all, all your, and block all, and blah, 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 blah. Songwriting is difficult. See, this is why I don't do this, but like, and, and I'll block all your calls, and I'll block all your calls. And I'll block all your calls. Yeah, saying yes instead of your makes it kind of easier. So, all right. So, and I'ma wreck your car, and I'ma wreck your car, and block all your all your calls, and block all all, and block all of your block all of yeah. Okay. I think that's my problem. I can't say of. And I'ma wreck your car, and I'ma wreck your car, and block all of your calls, and block all of your calls. Okay. So yeah. Change and max your credit cards to, and block all your, and block all of your calls, even though that's very hard to say and sing. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if my suggestion is any better there, but like that took me like five minutes to do. So, but apparently it took him only thirty minutes to write this song. Um, and not to say that it sounds like it took him thirty minutes to write the song, but. For the majority of the song, like up until the bridge, it sounds so smooth and seamless. And I feel like he kind of like fades out towards the bridge, like he ran out of steam at the bridge. I don't know what happened. But then like the last verse was so good, so I don't get... I mean, obviously you might not write a song like in order, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. I think, isn't that, is that how this song goes? Is it verse? Yeah, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, yeah. So it's like basic song structure. But like maybe he didn't write like verse one first, you know? Like he might have wrote the chorus first and then last, like the change in the chorus and then maybe verse two and then verse one. Like you don't know. But um, I feel like he used all the good ideas, like, between verse 1 and verse 2, and then the bridge, where you're kind of, like, stuck. Um, alright, so last part of the bridge that it was kind of iffy on was the next line, which goes, A lover on the large. A lover on the large. And the phrase is at large. Like, if a criminal has, like, escaped or a suspect is at large, like, the suspect is at large heading east on Merrick Avenue. Like, I don't know, something like that. So, it, the the preposition is at, not on. So that, I don't know, that just bothers me. Like, that's just incorrect. <laughs> I under, And again, I understand that for the sake of a song, 
songs might not always be grammatically correct or use like English in a formal way, but it just sounds odd to the ear. Like the ear knows what the phrase should be. <laughs> so in certain instances, it's better to be grammatically correct. There are times where it is better for the song to not be grammatically correct in order for it to have the proper amount of syllables or just to sound better or or just pronouncing a word a certain way just to make the song sound better. Like I get that, but again, I'm just being nitpicky. This isn't like the biggest deal and I figured like another way like if you want to keep the same number of syllables as like the f as the line is written but use the phrase at instead of on that means we're only missing one syllable so we just have to add a word with one syllable into the line and then not at the end of the line because large is like rhyming with all the ah words at the end so anywhere else you could add a word with one syllable and it, it should work um so like i don't know like a, a lover at large, a lover at large, a lover, lover at large, a scorned lover at large, a scorned lover at large. Yeah, sure, why not? A scorned lover at large. That could work, maybe. So, I guess, yeah. So, I mean, it's a good song. It's a good song. It. He said it took him 30 minutes to write it, and it's pretty valiant effort for a song that took you 30 minutes to write. Apparently songs just work that way sometimes where it, like, it just comes to you and then it's, you're, you have a song in 30 minutes, an hour, however long, five minutes. I don't know. I mean, when they say that, like, I don't think they mean... Typically what I, my understanding of them sitting down and finishing a song in 30 minutes is that they wrote the lyrics to the song. But other times it means like they compose the song, like they compose the music to the song in that amount of time. So I feel like in this case he wrote the lyrics in 30 minutes. Maybe not figure out every single like guitar and drum and all of that stuff, but at least wrote the lyrics. So valiant effort, good song. Um, moving on. Okay, that was Crush Culture by Conan Gray. Um, pretty. It's like a cute song, cute music video. Don't have much to say about it. I feel like you would really relate to this, Lauren. Just, I don't know. When I heard this song, I thought of you. So, um, what else? The mu yeah, the music video is really cute. Him going around and destroying all of these romantic gifts in front of couples, especially the picnic, was like hilarious. His face and his energy was just outstanding. And I don't know. I don't know if I could have been running around that gym with all of those heart-shaped balloons because with his amount of energy, like his level of energy in the video was like 110. Like it was great. It was perfect. It's exactly what it needed. He put in all the effort. It's worth a watch. Uh, yeah, so that's Rush Culture by Conan Gray. Um, we return with a once done segment on the show, I'm trying it again, and the segment is entitled 
Long story, short song. Last time I did this, I think I gave myself four minutes. I think that was a little too long. And in in theme with the title, it should be a long story told in the amount of time as a short song. So I guess a short song, in my view, would be like two minutes, 30 seconds about. Like, so 150 seconds. So I have 150 seconds to tell you this piece of music news and well max two minutes 30 seconds and i have to stop at that time so i'm gonna start once i've been talking for like a minute or so um yeah so we have 13 12 10 seconds left until i can begin to tell you the news music news story of the week okay two one start. Alright, we have ASAP Rocky in the Swedish jail this week. Uh, rapper, fashion icon, member of the group Coalition Label, uh, ASAP Mob, rapper ASAP Rocky, known for his his one hit song, Fucking Problems, featuring 2 Chains, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar, released in 2013, which, surprisingly, all of those rappers in a song together today, like, would never happen, but... 2013, anything's possible. Uh, anyway, ASAP Rocky. Yes, he is in a Swedish jail right now. Um, what the events that led to this were that, uh, the rapper and his entourage of about four or five were walking in the streets of Sweden when they came into contact with the two alleged victims, in quotes, not really sure if they're victims, but we'll see, uh, who claimed to have gotten into an arc altercation with Rocky and his crew. Uh, subsequently, the victims alleged that Rocky broke their headphones, and the two proceeded to follow Rocky and his crew throughout the streets of Sweden. Now, video recording of what happened next is available online, and Rocky reportedly recorded some of the footage trying to de-escalate this situation. Uh, ultimately, though, things did get physical, and Rocky's entourage ended up tackling the two young men to the ground. Um, and Rocky was arrested on charges probably of assault and among other things. Uh, not too sure, but, um, I'm trying to think of, like, when, okay, I have to stop when this hits three minutes, 30 seconds. Okay. All right. Focus. Um, so, yeah, so ultimately things got physical. Laws in Sweden are weird when it comes to self-defense. Like, you can only do as much to you as you did to the other person, otherwise you're attacking them at that point. So, I'm assuming that what I have heard from the music news media about Sweden's laws is true, then up until the point where the crew tackled them to the ground, it was self-defense, but then afterward, after that point, like, it's kind of out of their hands, like, it's no longer self-defense. Uh, ah, less time. Okay, so there's a petition to support him. Multiple artists, including Nicki Minaj, Tyga, have dropped shows in Sweden to support show support. Taylor Creator and Solange have suggested boycotting the country. And Rocky's only eaten apples. Uh, that's it. Time. Okay. <laughs> that is long story. Short song. Alright, I left a lot out, but you basically get the gist. If it wasn't clear, ASAP Rocky is a black rapper um in 
while traveling anywhere in the states, outside the states, in Europe, Australia, South America, anywhere, you as a black music artist should know, or just a black entertainer or black celebrity in general, should be aware of the laws of the country that you are in, and also that being held in jail, in court, in a foreign country is different from the laws that you're used to if you're an American-born citizen. You do not have the same rights, and unfortunately, racism is a thing. It exists worldwide, and whether these two young men targeted him because they knew he was a rapper, they knew he had money, they wanted new headphones, I don't know. But this is very serious. We don't know how long he's going to be in jail for. And he's in Sweden. Like, a lot of things are up in the air here. Um, and it's very unfortunate that we continue to see these racial injustices around the world, even to even today. But it's at this point today, it's not a clue. It's so obvious why they're in jail, why they are not letting him out of jail, and... Hopefully, him having this name, like, maybe the judge is targeting him because, I don't know, the judge could get a promotion or get some recognition out of a bigger case. Who knows? Hopefully, they let him off easy, just take the press and do whatever with it and let him go, because this is kind of ridiculous. Alright, back to some music. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, there hasn't been a lot of new music release that's been catching my eye, so I've been kind of going back into albums that I either listened to earlier this year, years ago, and I mean, one of them was like Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, but I've talked that album to death, and I still want to write about it, even though it was released in February, but I feel like having that kind of distance between the release and like writing about the album and its impact should provide some different insight than when it was like initially released, hopefully. Um, but anyway, the album that I actually want to talk about right now is Anti by Rihanna. It was her... Anti was her last full-length project as of recording on July 12th, 2019. Um, and it was her eighth album, um... In my opinion, her, I mean, I think this is the only full body of work that I've listened to by Rihanna. Um, it's 43 minutes long, at least, like, the original version, the deluxe version has three more songs on it, but, again, under an hour, my favorite time for an album is, like, 45 minutes, so, that alone should, like, qualify it as, like, my top albums, but, obviously, you need to do more work than that to be considered a good album than just having your... Um, runtime be 45 minutes long. Um, the singles are great. Kiss It Better, Work. I know you've heard Work, Warren. Like, work, 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 work. Like, that summer, like, that's the only song that was on. Non-stop. And the album came out end of January, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, February, I was listening to that song on repeat like that was the only song i was listening to is the best song um so yeah work love on the brain great ballad but i'd like to talk about a few of the album cuts on here that i don't know what happened in 2016 where i didn't like love this album as much as i do like now 
but I guess this is kind of on the cusp of when I was starting to get into music. Yeah, I feel like I really, really got into music, like, 2017, like, the summer into 2017. 2016, like, like, I liked music, and I was aware of, like, bigger artist releases, and I feel like, yeah, like, 2016, I think Views came out, and I was, like, excited when it finally dropped on Spotify, and, like, things like that, but... I wasn't, like, it was still pretty difficult for me to listen to a full project and, like, appreciate a body of music as a whole, not just singles, because we are, I mean, like, we grew up in the age of, like, iTunes and, like, buying songs, like, and buying music, like, song by song and not purchasing, like, an album, and I think people are kind of reverting back to that through streaming, at least not purchasing music, but at least consuming music in that way. Because people recognize that, like, a lot go... I mean, at least some people do recognize, like, how much work goes into, like, making a full album. Whereas before, I feel like there was a period of time in, like, the CD era where people kind of just crammed a lot of songs on an album just so the listener could have, like, a long runtime to listen to because they can only carry so many CDs with them or, like, have so many CDs in their car on their person. So then you'll get, like, a bunch of nonsense album cuts but when you really only want to listen to two or three songs on there. So I feel like that's kind of how... And the internet, obviously, mainly the internet, but that's also another reason why I think, like purchasing singles became so much more realistic and so much more what the consumer wanted because the product being put out or being pushed towards them like no one wanted to listen to the full album because the full album wasn't good it was just a bunch of fluff and the singles (laughs) you know so I feel like now people are starting to recognize and appreciate artistry and aren't just pushing these albums to like make me to make money anymore because like the music itself is no longer making money so if you're going to make music you might as well make good music that people will want to listen to the entirety of and not just the singles and to make music that you like and make music that you like to perform so you can go on tour and make your money that way and through other revenues and etc 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 um i didn't think i was going to talk about this right now but i I don't know what to, I don't know what to do really. Like, we could. I mean, let's see. I have one, two, three, four songs off the album that I kind of want to talk about. Um, just in short, like nothing too extensive. But just know that I love the album as a whole. It's. I feel like it was very ahead of its time. It came out in 2016. I feel like if this album dropped today, like it would be, it would be situated kind of perfectly in the soundscape of like what's going on production-wise with synths and distortion and a lot of like electronic influences, 80s influences, but also a lot of old-school soul and R&B, which is very prevalent to today's community. Um, yeah, yeah. So, first song we're going to talk about in brief is Consideration, featuring SZA. Okay, uh, Consideration. I am not sure if SZA has songwriting credit 
on this song in particular. I know she has written for Rihanna and Beyonce in the past. Um, and this song just sounds so SZA. Just the, just the way the consonants are placed in the words just sound like an arrangement that she can only do lyrically. Like, Rihanna wouldn't... Like, it sounds great with Rihanna, but I feel like this is more so in SZA's wheelhouse than Rihanna's. Um... Yeah, just the staccato of the lyrics. Like, I love... It does the thing with the tongue on the lyrics. Like, like, like all songs that I loved you. Um, I can't pick out a line in particular right now that does that, but... Um, yeah. Good song. Check it out. Okay, that was James Joint. A brief song, a short song. Clocking in at a minute and 12 seconds. Um, I guess this is more so the song that feels ahead of its time well one of the songs that feels ahead of its time throughout the album um it feels like it should be on tyler the creator's igor i know i'm mentioning igor again but look there have only been like three albums that i like this year and it's july so we're gonna talk about the stuff that i liked and i liked igor i liked what else did i like i like thank you next i liked when we all go to sleep where do we go and it's july so we're more than halfway through but we'll see we'll see I'm holding out hope, but like, you know, three albums for a year is pretty good, right? Right. Anyway, back to the song, James Joint. Um, yeah, very futuristic, very ahead of its time, similar to the Tyler, the Creator album in that it has synth, piano, and distortion, and the, and the singing is kind of offbeat in comparison to the piano, but in an on-purpose offbeat way that makes it all come together. And again, it's like a short song, it's basically an interlude, and it feels so different for Rihanna, but also so refreshing, and like it's cool to see her take this kind of futuristic industrial sound and like bring it and like bring it together with her voice. It's a great listen. Okay, if you thought the last song had a lot of distortion and this song has a ton of distortion to the point where like is it even a song i mean no there's still melody there's still music it's still music it's beautiful music it's perfectly creepy yet melodic music um i added it to my halloween playlist called boo exclamation point uh Travis Scott is the one singing the woos, and I believe he produced this song along with two other producers. And I think in this, by the by the time we get to this song on the album, it's clear that we are getting something different from Rihanna. It's not dance. It's not pop. It's not reggae. It's artistic. It's dark. It's edgier i mean she's done dark and edgy like rihanna is like like rihanna is like rihanna is edgy like we all know that but i feel like in the music it hasn't been this dark at least musically maybe lyrically it has i don't know i haven't really beyond the singles like i haven't really gone through rihanna's discography that heavily even though i would consider myself a fan of rihanna but like i don't know all the album cuts on ponda replay like I don't, but, um, maybe one day I will, 
But yeah, this is like the sixth song on the album out of 16. And by the time we get here, it's abundantly clear. Like, we're getting something different. Like, this is taking, like, an a symphony orchestral approach. Like, this is an epic album. Like, an epic story about love and heartbreak and, like, the highs and lows of all of it. And right now, we're in a twisted place. Uh, yeah, but I do love this for how creepy and edgy it is and... I forgot about the song, like, when I listened to it again, I'm like, oh my god, this is so good, this is so... I keep using the word dark, but that's the only way I can describe it, it's just... creepy, eerie, twisted... perfection. Like, yes, more of this, please. Okay, last song we're gonna talk about today is Same Old Mistakes. It is the whopping six minute, 30 something second song. Um, it is apparently a cover. Um, Tame Impala did the original, which I did not know until doing a little bit of research on the album. So cool, cool. Um, a lot of piano synths, which you know me. I love synth. I love a piano synth. I love an 80s reference. And this is where, like, once again, the epic symphony idea comes back into play for me, this operatic, like, here I am, here is my music, it's dramatic, it's out there, this is me, this is honest, this is wholeheartedly, abundantly what I want to say right now. Um, ninth song on the album, uh, and yeah, I think it's, again, eerie, wicked, twisted, Kind of dark, more so eerie, eerie, like light, like it's ominous, eerie, not as dark, but like still dark, but not like abysmal dark in the trenches, like hopeless dark, but more of like what's going on, mysterious, ominous, eerie, fog, like dark. I put it in my eerily dreamy playlist, um, and yeah, I think it's perfect for that realm of music it's it's like there's something off about it but it's also kind of dreamlike kind of fantasy kind of spooky but in a good way spooky but in a bright way twisted but is it good or bad you can't tell like the ambiguity the gray is there and not a lot of songs fit in that in that realm in that scape and I feel like this song perfectly addresses that. Um, the switch up at the th around the three minute mark is pretty cool, so it's definitely worth the six minute plus time. Um, worth your ears, worth taking a listen to. Okay, we are nearing the end of the podcast, but I wanted to do one last segment. Your favorite, my favorite segment. I actually don't know what your favorite segment of the podcast is, Lauren, but we're doing this segment anyway to close things off. Tweetable lyrics. Um, we're just going to do two today, and of course, they will all be lyrics from songs mentioned in this very episode. Will they be from two different artists, from the same artist? Who knows? But 
here we go with the first one. I know what you're doing trying to get me to ya. Wait, I'm just gonna confirm that's actually the lyric, because now that doesn't say right. That, that does not sound right. Um, two seconds. Two seconds. This is more than two seconds. Me saying two seconds takes two seconds. No, this is gonna take like at least 60 seconds if I don't get my typing in order. Alright. Okay, where is it? 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 We're on the song. We're on genius. We're on the song. Is that what I said? Okay. I. Okay. The lyrics were right. I did type them correctly. Alright, so the lyrics are, as I said earlier, I know what you're doing, trying to get me to pursue ya. Alright, and the last lyric for tweetable lyrics this week is Cry me a river till you drown in a lake. And again, that is Cry me a river till you drown in a lake. And if you can guess what the song title and artists are, you'll win my undying love and affection. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Well, what do you get? You'll get a free ballpoint pen sent to you if you email me first the song title and artist for this week's tweetable lyrics. And you'll also get to choose which one out of the two I tweet. Yeah, there. There's that. Okay, that's it for this week. Hopefully I can record another bonus slash makeup episode that just entails me trying to finish the CD for summer. Um, in the next few days, look out for that. And otherwise, bye.